sales, marketing, and RevOps. It's sink or swim out there, and yesterday's strategies and tactics won't help you today. This is Revenue Today, and I'm your host, Jared Robin. Join me as we interview revenue leaders in our community to learn what steps we could take right now to help you scale yourself and your company. Revenue Today is sponsored by RevGenius, and we're on a mission to bring inspiration and creativity to all revenue professionals in the world. Want to shout out our sponsor, Demandbase. Demandbase is smarter GTM for B2B brands. They help marketing and sales teams spot the juiciest opportunities earlier and progress them faster by injecting account intelligence into every step of the buyer journey and orchestrating every action. For more information about Demandbase, visit demandbase.com. Another favorite example of mine is is Drift. Um, their tagline, connect your sales team with your future customers now. And so what Drift did is they noticed a trend. They noticed that, you know, a lot of buyer uh, journeys that, you know, we put people down, they don't want to go down those paths. Like, And the shift that they really identified was um, marketing funnels are converting to customer journeys. And that category they created was conversational marketing. And the theme they kept reinforcing was uh, conversations. And then they started a movement around no forms. So instead of having to fill out a form, get an ebook, then schedule time to learn about the product, uh, you're just able to instantly get the information you need uh, directly through uh, really just a chat bot on um, a company's website. So that's also, you know, a play that you can use where you're branding an enemy. You're essentially, you know, taking a stance against, you know, Salesforce took a stance against on-premise software. And then Drift took a stance against uh, forms. Um, my previous company business apps have gone way back up here. We took a stance against big business. We said, you know, why should only big businesses um, be able to afford the cost of mobile application to connect with their customers. And again, I want to reinforce this slide right here. So this is why I just, you know, this sort of branding is so important because the way I think of competition today is you may have, you know, three to 10 direct competitors that kind of do the same thing as you, but really what you're competing for is you're competing for attention. And everyone here is competing for your customer's attention. There's so many solutions. There's so many different, you know, things that help in different ways. And this is the MarTech 5000 from 2017. If you look at the newer one, it's much bigger. So your biggest competitor today for your company is customer attention. And so that's why storytelling can really help you cut through the noise and have people recognize your brand which gives you air cover over your sales calls. So when you actually talk to prospects, you reach out to them, they've heard your story. They've recognized, you know, what you stand for. And, you know, I think that's really what powered, you know, Salesforce in the early days and then also Drift in the early days and definitely business apps um, in the early days. So with that being said, um, you know, brand is really everyone's business. So it's, it's, the job of the CEO and the founder to create the brand. It's the job of the marketers to drive the brand and then products. Yes. To deliver the brand and then sales to sell the brand. 
And then you can interchange brand and, and storytelling. This is just a presentation that um, when I when I think of brand, I think of storytelling as you know one of the, the, the biggest, if not like eighty percent of it is is storytelling. Um, we got a question when a SaaS company when a SaaS company should look for brand one K. So I I say you know brand day one like start to, like if you're if you're just starting a company and i'm assuming this is um you're asking this like once i start thinking about brand go on every podcast tell your story everywhere you possibly can it is one of the most cost effective ways to get the word out about your company get people again rooting for your company um, but also understanding you know, why did you start the company, which I'll get into more, like, how do you put together a story about your company that really resonates with people? Like, how, like where do you get some ideas of a good story that will resonate with your prospects? Um, so where to start? Um, so every, every company has a, a story. And so you just need to identify it. And some three questions that you can ask is, um, where did the idea come from? Like, why did you start the business in the first place? How did it begin? Um, how has it developed? Um, was there any difficulties that you had to overcome? Um, is it a problem that you personally experienced? Um, you know, what what really made this company something that had to exist? And I think that's probably the most powerful aspect is having a like a purpose um, driven story where you felt this company needed to exist so bad that you created it for X, Y, Z reason. Um, and that could be for a number of reasons. Um, other things to think about when thinking about storytelling is you can tell a story from the perspective of your user, your, your, excuse me, users or customers. That was hard one. Um, so on sales calls, when you're speaking with a prospect, you know, weaving in other customer stories that are very similar. Like, I'll use an example from um, a company called Spiff, which automates sales commission calculations. If you haven't heard of them, definitely check them out. Um, I worked with them for a little bit, and they're phenomenal. But um, during our sales calls, you know, we would run into a lot of similar issues. And an example I can think of off the top of my head would be, my sales reps don't understand their commission because of X, Y, Z's very specific reason. And we'd be able to say, well, we actually have a customer that had that exact same problem. And let me tell you about that problem. And this is how we solved it. And this was the outcome. Um, and there's, you know, different types of stories that or excuse me, frameworks that you can use to tell these types of stories. But, um, just even inserting, you know, a real story from another customer similar to the one that you're selling to can be huge because you're connecting the dots. You're just saying, hey, I understand understand your problem so well that we've actually solved it for another customer and it worked out great. And then that really can resonate um, in a lot of different ways. So I highly recommend that every sales team has like a book of stories, like a book of like another really great story that we had at Spiff was 
Um, and we'd ask prospects this, and this is kind of a, a funny question to ask, but we'd ask, you know, have you ever, you know, rolled out software to your team and had a standing ovation? And at Spiff, we quite literally had a standing ovation from the sales team when it was rolled out because they finally understood their sales commissions. Um, other things to think about, is there a Goliath in your industry? Is there a big, like, company that you can call out and kind of create this sort of narrative of, you know, again, David versus everyone loves to root for David um, in a David versus Goliath story. Um, I've done that at business apps. I've done that at Allcoin. I've done that at MicroAcquire. Um, and the one thing I would say about David versus Goliath stories is you, you really need to believe it. You can't just make it up and just be like, yeah, I don't like my biggest competitor because they are expensive or something like, like that. No, it has to be, you know, there hasn't been any innovation in this. Like, um, I'm just going to make one. Does anyone have like a company I can like, make up a story? That could be kind of fun. Um, I don't know. I'll use MicroQuire as an example. So I started MicroQuire because I saw an industry where startups were being ripped off by business brokers, charging them up to 15% commission to sell their business and they had no other options. And I thought that was ridiculous. And so I said, well, what if we just take out the middleman and then we let buyers and sellers communicate directly. And that story really resonated with both buyers and sellers. Um, and so, you know, if you think of a Duncan, Duncan donuts, I'll do it. Okay, I said uh, Dunk. All right, all right, we're doing Dunkin' Donuts. All right, it's so a Dunkin' Donuts. Um, chaos. Okay, that's all right. All right, Dunkin' Donuts. They sell coffee and donuts. Um, what else do you drink in the morning? Um, well, I was, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different angle. So if I was starting a new company, I'm competing against Dunkin' Donuts. Like you shouldn't be eating donuts uh, every single morning because uh, you're gonna gain weight and uh, their coffee is I don't know their franchise. I, uh, this is a really tough one. I don't know if I can get a story out of this one, but I would look at an angle of what customers do not like about Dunkin' Donuts. Um, I'm assuming eating donuts every morning isn't good. And so if you're a consumer brand that has healthier donuts and healthier coffee, um, that could be a kind of a, a way to wedge into, you know, Dunkin' Donuts. That's a hard example. And that's probably not a story I'd recommend, but that's the best I got off the top of my head. Whoa, another great episode of Revenue Today. For show notes, links, and mentions, visit revenuetoday.live. For all my friends in the Rev Genius community, thank you. It's been awesome to spend this time with you. Please DM me any feedback and ideas in our Slack channel or on LinkedIn. If you're not in Rev Genius, join us at revgenius.com. It's free and it only takes like two seconds, and you'll be joining a group of 27,000 revenue professionals strong. We've got it all. Looking forward to seeing you there. Catch you on the flip side.